All right, welcome back to the Shellcock Podcast. My name is Aaron Rhodes. Uh, we're sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven, offering new and used vinyl at 76 and Troost in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, this week on the podcast, we have Andre Nelson. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Pretty good. Um, so, yeah, you were telling me that you kind of, well, I don't know, I guess before you went on to college, you were living like often the like the 60s over here and well, yeah so um before i went off to college i i stayed in uh the 90s actually okay. so over by center and uh basically 99th and Warnell. So, uh, yeah and you went to center or yeah yep. center high school yep um yeah but before that my middle school and elementary school days i lived off of uh 63rd so over by ace Ace High School. Yep. Kansas City, born and raised. Yep. yep. And yep. Um, so what were some of your like first experiences with just music growing up? Um, well, growing up, my dad would always like have us, well, have us. It's just me. I was the only child. Um, he'd always have me listening to like R&B and, and uh, like the Ghetto Boys, stuff like that, like old, old rap. Um, but I... I started like paying attention in, to my own type of music around middle school days, so like B.O.B. When I started to like the stuff I, you know, like. Mm. Um, but yeah, so. And do you think that was just like the introduction? To that was just like a lot of internet stuff, and you were just, or was it through like some friends you had, or mainly it, it started through the radio, yep. so pretty artificial, um, and then. Then through radio, I went to the internet, and one thing leads to another on the internet. So, yeah. So you said Bob was like one of your first. Yeah, Bob was like the first guy that I like dived into and like looked at his old discography and like just was a stand basically for. Has that been kind of a bummer recently? Yeah, <laughs> he he believes the world is flat, and I I don't know. Um, I'm just joking, but. I don't B.O.B. changes the style so much nowadays that I just can't I, I can't find myself following it anymore so but would you, like you're you're still like you still kind of know why you got back got into them back then you just oh yeah you had like a really yeah like you like kind of like the pop appeal of it or what what made yeah you I think it was that that yeah that pop slash rap that alternative rap that got me into it and then I started finding artists that sounded like him so like Chitty Bang they never really popped, but they were in that same vein. And then I uh, actually found Kid Cudi through that same type mm-hmm. of thing. And back then, Pandora was a thing. So um, when I'd listen to B.O.B. Radio, the occasional um, uh, Kid Cudi song that wasn't Day and Night would play. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, this is good. And then... So it always yeah. So you're you're just kind of catching like the late two thousands, early two thousand tens, like alt rap, and like I'm mm-hmm. guessing you, like you probably had a cool kids thing, or was that like mm. a little early? No, yeah. I don't know. It was it was in there, mm. but I didn't really dive into that that realm. Mm. You know what I'm saying. And uh, how do how do you think your your taste has really changed since those days? Like, have you incorporated, like, other genres or just kind of found new I've stuff always, that you're into? I've always been into um, most a lot of everything. Mm-hmm. So I think 
um, alternative hip hop, like that B.O.B. style, got me into different types of rappers. So, like, I was always into what was out then because I was just listening to the radio, but it was like different types of flows and rapping over different types of beats and sometimes a, a rapper could rap over a, a guitar and that could sound good and sometimes a rapper could rap over a techno beat and that was around the same time that 808s came out so it, it all like merged and fleshed out into like the stuff I like today so. yeah but also I just want to know I feel like this is going to be just a really eye-opening interview for me just because we hadn't met until yeah. today so <laughs> i'm really glad this is just us hanging out for yeah. the first time and uh getting to know each other here but okay so you're you know i don't know if you consider yourself like a huge music head like in high school or is, or if is it's just like kind of a casual thing for you or I, music it, i don't i wouldn't tell you it's a casual thing mm-hmm. but it is a big part of my life um but it's not the biggest part of my life. Was there other stuff that was like taking up more of your energy and your interest? Yeah. Yeah. Visual art. Mm. I'm a visual artist, um, first and foremost. And then, uh, at the time I was playing soccer. Um, yeah. So like, I really became like into music in high school. So like around that time I was Mm. into those types of things. So it wasn't just always music. And, uh, what, uh, media do you work with most when you're doing visual art um nowadays i i stay mainly digital so i'm a graphic artist by trade but i can do everything i can i could edit a video i could paint i could draw technically draw and stuff like that so i can i can do a little bit of everything and um so how how long had did you know for like a long time that you wanted to end up going to school for art? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. At the beginning of uh, my freshman year, I decided I was going to tailor my life towards that and go towards um, the art school path. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I didn't know what that meant at the time, but I just decided to do it. And my parents were on board, my teachers were on board, everything, everything. Uh, got in a place basically so and I think like even like I, I've never been enrolled in an art school or anything but like just being kind of in the orbit of it like when when you are at the age when you're fr- like you have friends that are going to art school and stuff you're like and you're kind of looking at it from the outside you're like oh I had no idea that's what happens at mm-hmm. art school and I, I guess maybe that's kind of a similar thing you had as you're kind of getting closer to yeah there maybe I think I think what people the big misconception of art school is that we're just drawing all day yep. and just like, uh, in, oh, we're so in touch with our feelings. And no, it's we're writing essays. Like I wrote a ten-page essay for a final. Like it's not, it's not. You don't go there just to slack off. It's you. You got to be serious about art, or you got to be serious about faking about being serious about being art. Yeah. I don't know. And I always hear just like horror stories from like critiques and everything i'm like oh man yeah that like the <laughs> i uh um, do you have any of those yourself no i <laughs> i expected to go to art school and be like people ripping me down and like oh this this is terrible this is no mm-hmm. it's a very supportive um group of people maybe that's where just well, the school i picked but yeah where, where are you enrolled i'm at the minneapolis college of art and design mm-hmm. 
so MCAT. But um, uh, either the the work that you present is really good and they'll talk about it, or it's really bad and they won't talk about it. So if it's bad, they won't talk about it. So, so you, that's you, how you know. You've been you've been lucky so far. Yeah, I mean, I guess as far as not being berated for yeah <laughs> something yeah. you made, <laughs> which, which must feel just like the worst. So mm-hmm. that's good. Um, so what? I mean, okay, I guess, like, what takes up a lot of your time in as far as uh, your your coursework goes? Like, you, do, you, do you end up doing, like, a lot of, like, are you in, like, graphic design courses? Yeah. And, yeah. So I, I just lay out my schedule. So um, this past semester I had uh, graphic design on Monday, graphic design 1 at 1 p.m. through uh, 6 p.m., and then at 6.30 p.m., I'd had a night class, which was History of Jazz, and that was my liberal arts class. Then on Tuesday, I wouldn't have a class. Wednesday, I had 3D, which is just like making stuff. It's like a uh, foundations course. It's basically for people who don't know what they want to do at art school to like try to like fit them in somewhere to where they have somewhere to be mm-hmm. come sophomore year. Um, then Thursday... In the morning, I would have uh, art history from 9.30 to 12, and then typography from uh, 1 to 6. And, yeah, and I wouldn't have a class on Friday. So, Do you have a, a fairly good idea of, like, what kind of course you want your schooling to take, like what you want to kind of specialize in and yeah, all that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm tailoring my, my art school experience to uh, graphic design because I want to be a graphic design major. But um, we also have a, a program called the ES program, Entrepreneurial Studies, and uh, that talks about like the business side of art. So that's where um, the artists will talk to like the creative directors, and that's that's like the creative directors, that's where they go to the ES program. I want to probably take some classes in the ES realm. So And... Um so I guess we'll kind of tie that back in in a moment. But uh, so, what were some of your first experiences with Kansas City musicians? Oh, like Kansas City based musicians. Yeah. Well, um, I remember in middle school, it was always like a, a negative connotation when it came to like Kansas City artists, and I, I never understood that because I personally never heard any of them, uh, except for like Tech Nine. But everybody knows Tech Nine. Yeah. Um, are, are you a big uh, strange head? You uh, no, no, okay. no. Uh, no disrespect. I, I, I respect and him and all he's done for. I feel exactly the, same. the city, it's like, but it's not for me. But way to go! Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he he did what he did. Yeah. Well, he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. He's not done. So, but yeah, at in middle school, it was always like a negative connotation. I never understood it, but. Um, yeah, the only experiences I had as a little guy was with Tech Nine. Mm. That was it. So, who are some of the first ones that first artists here that you discovered after after that period? Like? After that period, I found myself listening to more uh, Kansas City artists uh, in my later high school days. So, um, I was late on the train. I was really late. Um, but like senior year, I was listening to people like Kai Colors, Donnell, uh, Kamikaze stuff like that so 
And are, are those any, like, are any of those people, like, people you went to school with or yeah. hung out with? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, Kamikaze, uh, like, Kahari Rufus, you know, Kahari? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, he graduated two years before me, and that was the homie in, in high school. We went to, we went to center together. And, um, yeah. And I don't know how I met Donnell. I think I just met him through Instagram and then just uh, met him at a concert and went, talk here and there mm. not not buddy buddy but you know cordial yep but yeah. and uh oh yeah it's kind of funny like kansas city really just at this point doesn't have a ton of infrastructure i Mm-mm. would say for like you know platforms for artists that are just like really citywide and like you know as you know as as big as i've like built shuttlecock in the last two years like it's still not reaching like tons of people mm-hmm. that I don't know. Yeah. So like for most people in Kansas City still like if you if you know a local rapper it's probably because you've actually like met them or and gone to school to with them. them. Yeah. 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 So I think that's kind of an interesting thing and like we're going to be probably seeing in the next couple of years like people kind of bridging that divide to some extent. I don't know how far it can reach but I think that's kind of exciting to Yeah, I'm be excited. This city no, is... Yeah, cause so now bringing it back to Sabre. Okay, Sabre. We have... That's your magazine that you started last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's like you're already tying in the entrepreneurial and yourself. You're kind of packaging it and laying it out and selling it yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're putting all your visual work and some, some journalist work in there. So I think that's yeah. an exciting thing you're doing. And... Yeah, what made you want to just jump in and make the first issue? Well, um, going back summer 17, summer 17, around July, I think, that was when Kai was shooting his, uh, his, um... The house party? House party video. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So, um, around that time, Kai puts out a tweet, and he says, any uh, local KC brands... Want to have their stuff featured in a uh, music video? Hit me up. So I tweet him and I'm like, "What size do you wear?" I got him a shirt, pulled up to the house the day of the shoot, and uh, gave him the shirt. And um, uh, my friend Chase, mm-hmm. Chase deceased on Instagram. He uh, he starts taking pictures of him like a flamethrower and stuff. And I'm like, "Whoa! Like these shots are crazy." So I'm like looking through these shots on my phone when they when they put them up on Instagram <clears throat> and I'm like, these will make amazing, uh, magazine covers. Mm. Like these are crazy. So I'm just like, I just tossed that in the back of my head. And like, I mean, I'm not going to do it, but it, it is what it is. Yeah. And then, um, fast forward. I, uh, I talked to my homie Felix about like ideas on like, media content sharing type things and uh utilizing the uh the swipe feature on instagram mm-hmm. to like um to do interviews and to to do like a like a magazine type thing mm-hmm. and it was his idea and he was like well you could flush it out and whatever and i was like oh, okay and just you know another thing that i just threw in the back of my head and then um one day i just sat down and i was like what if i like actually did this so I'm like tossing around names. First, I, I I think I 
thought of the name like Black Magazine. I was like, eh, I don't know. And then uh, I thought of Ray Gun. I was like, eh, that's already a KC thing. Ray Gun is a, like a, a store or something. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking Saber Tooth, Saber Tooth, Sab Saber 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 Magazine. And then I like tossed up the graphic on the picture, and then that's when I knew I got had to like. Oh yeah, like whenever I feel like. Man, I just have, like, some stupid creative idea, and, like, I'm like, okay, I'll just, like, write out a draft, or I'll, like, do this edit or whatever, and I I finish it, and I'm like, oh, man, now I have to keep doing this. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's just kind of what it turns into sometimes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I've had so much fun with Saber, and I've enjoyed discovering new people and finding new ways to create, basically, Mm. so... Yeah. yeah, and uh, tell me a little about uh, the first issue that you put out back in the fall. Okay, so uh, the fall, that was a labor of love. Oh, my goodness. So um, if you guys don't know, uh, Saber Volume 1 came in a 5 by 7 dimension, and it was very intimate, 30-something pages, if that. And, um, yeah, it was just me... Finding people that that I thought were dope, writing up things that I'd actually want to read myself, and uh, making it look relatively good, and packaging it. That was that was basically it. And I put it, I conducted the interviews through email because that was the only way I knew how. <laughs> and then I um, put it all together when I had all the content in a matter of two weeks. I think. Yeah, ordered the stickers and then rest is history. And um, so you had a Kai Colors interview in there. He was on the cover. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else did you have in there? You had Chase. Chase yeah, was had a, a, Chase was in the first one. Uh, it was like a, a photo spread of Chase's stuff, or no? Well, uh, you had two two pictures uh, introducing the um, the uh, Kai interview. Yeah, yeah, and then two pictures. Um, as an outro, mm-hmm. and then at the end, it was like a um, a um, Q and A, mm-hmm. one page Q and A with Chase, yeah. and you yeah. had the Q and A with Eleanor as well. Yep, yep, yep. That was we had I think um, two spreads, mm-hmm. so four pages for her. Yeah, it was pretty good. And that kind of covered uh, some of the the art. Parties. Yeah, the art world and like her. Yeah, her parties that she would throw and. Um, yeah, and uh, is it or were those some of the like events that you were hitting up over the summer when you were yeah back yeah here, dude so? yeah yeah that was actually the first thing I did when I came back into Casey was just straight into an Eleanor party those are classic but um, yeah those are great I guess that's pretty cool though like you're well okay well, maybe my timeline's wrong here but. You're you're in Minnesota at school, mm-hmm. and you're like kind of watching a few Kansas City rappers from like social media and stuff, and you're like, oh, this would look cool as a magazine. And well, I wasn't at school. Oh, you weren't. I you wasn't at school. At school. This was uh, I. It was over the summer. Okay. So it was July. <laughs> oh, so you were you were just already. Here I was here, and you're. I was here, and I was. Uh, I was at the shoot, the the okay, yeah. the Kai shoot, and. Um, I saw, I saw what was to come, 
um, I saw how great Kai was, and I just I needed people to know what is going down in Kansas City and like yep. what's gonna happen. So it's very, it just feels like a very organic thing. So mm-hmm. it all it all pieced together by itself. It, I I only put it together and put yeah, it out. It seems just like a really natural document of like the artists you were into and who you were hanging out with and everything at the, the moment. So mm-hmm. I think it, I, I appreciate that from like a documentarian standpoint. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even like, you know, the first magazine you make, it's not going to be like the most incredible thing on earth, but like mm-hmm. existing as a document for that point in time, I think it's really valuable. So. Yeah. And that's why we keep it up on the, uh, on the website because looking back at Saber Volume 1, oh my God, dude, like, the typography in that is terrible. Like, I could I could point out little things and show you little um, rules that I break mm. of typography because got some the, some pica stuff going on. Is uh, that, yeah, yeah, some some kerning. Some, I know that was that was always my high school newspaper problem. <laughs> I'm like, ah, yeah. I um, like I didn't I didn't have typography class. Mm. I did, but in uh, volume two, it's um. You can see a, a very you can see a strong progression in mm. in form, and we're getting our style down and nailing everything down in our look. So, yeah, and you're talking about we. Who is on the team? Who who have you been working with on this stuff? Uh, yeah, so I'm glad you bring that up. Saber is now um, like a collective. So there's me at the, the as the editor type mm. person, and the person who just says yes, no, yes, no. I rarely say no, but um, there's me at the top, and then my uh, my homie Zach Brennanelli. He's the, our manager. Make sure things get done and gets where they're supposed to be. Um, my friend uh, Dylan uh, Chazen Bovman, I think. Yeah, that's how you say his two last names. Uh, he runs our video uh, division. So in 2018, we're going to be having various shows. And um, video content that are going to be distributed through YouTube, mm. um, and that's all him. And then Ruby Loretto, she's actually in Saber Volume Two at the end, um, but she runs our music portion. So every Friday we put out heavy rotation on Instagram, like a five-song playlist of the songs that we're messing with over over the course of the week, and she curates those. Ever since 11, I think, mm-hmm. I stopped doing them, and then I passed on to, to her. And then last but not least is uh, Shane, Shane Toomey. He runs our photo portion of uh, Saber, and he's actually moving out to California. So um, in his place, um, to stay close to home, he's still working with us, but to stay close to home in, in Minnesota, we have uh, Miles uh, Miles Phillips, which is who is also actually featured in Saber Volume Two, mm. so yeah, awesome. And yeah, tell me a little about uh, the second issue that you just put out. Who, what all is in that one? So Saber Volume Two is uh, the first Saber that uh, a group worked together mm. to get something out, and we have it right here. Yeah. This is this is my copy. With every all these people that signed it had something to do with it, whether they're in it or their photos in it or something like that, mm. and um, so 
Um, yeah. So it was it was frustrating near the end because some people. I was like waiting for people to submit content. I'm like, it comes out tomorrow. What are you doing? But um, we got it all done. We got it set. And um, it's our biggest copy to date. I don't mm. think we're going to get any bigger than 84 pages because. Oh, that's really solid for uh, an independent magazine. Yeah, there, so. yeah. So that's, I was really excited about that. And yeah, if, you know, whenever I pick up a magazine and it's just, there's not any like beef to it, I'm like, okay, <laughs> what's going on here? Can yeah. You, Give me more. Like, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you've got um, some, is it an interview with Solomon? In there? Yeah, well, no. Um, we have a, a artist um, artist profile on mm-hmm. Solomon. So it's and a little short essay and yeah. uh, an update on his work? Yeah, so uh, after basically attending a, a show by him and hearing his motivation and... and um, and what inspired the uh, the series EP? I was whew, I was inspired to just sit down and like tell people about him as well. Like it was almost the same spark like Kai. Like I heard the series EP um, when it first came out back in October, I think, and I liked it. I really liked the song uh, "No More," but um, it all clicked when it was in performance and when he like mentioned everything that was going into it so what, what show were you at it was um on, honestly man I, I have no clue it was like it was in a basement of a bar oh it was probably prohibition hall that one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it was that and then there was like a light board in the background but um yeah solomon talks about how he was he was um dealing with this dealing with family issues and how he made the tape just where he's like all right if i'm gonna do music we're gonna go all out it's time to get serious it's time to it's time to work and that's kind of how my mindset has been with like art like if i'm gonna do this art if i'm gonna work it's time to it's time to take this seriously and try to find a way to monetize this and not not do it because that do it because i'm just to sustain it yeah do it because that's our that's my main oh my goodness <laughs> do it because that's like your your main love i've been doing i've been drawing since i could talk and see so it's like you know it's second nature mm-hmm. so it makes sense to try to make money off of that yeah oh. and it's uh yeah i mean it's always like you just mentioned like drawing inspiration from solomon's performance and the ep and everything and you know, it's always really rewarding when someone that you're a fan of can inspire you, and it just kind of cycles mm-hmm. back around. And yep. so, yeah. And uh, who, who else gets covered in the the new issue? So we have a, a kid named Murad. Murad, he, um, my friend Dylan actually conducts this interview, and it was actually a, a phone interview. But uh, Murad is based in Minneapolis, so that's where I'm usually living throughout the year. Um, so you get a lot of Kansas City, a lot of Minneapolis yeah. content. Um, yeah. Oh, and I know you interview uh, Tad in there. Yep, Tad, 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 Tad Michael. Um, he does a lot of... Uh, he does graphic design yeah, work. And I've been a fan of his work since I was a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. He's been one of my biggest inspirations by far. Um, uh, Wanye Stallings. Oh, yeah. Um, we have everyone featured. We have... Uh, 
We have some brands in here, Days Before, Swap, um, Armand. Uh, like I said, Ruby, she's in the back. Uh, in the back here. Right there, a bio on her. And uh, yeah, so. Awesome. And uh, let me see here. Oh yeah, so to jump over to another endeavor of yours, you do <laughs> fad clothing. Yeah, fad, um, which stands for fashion and design. Mm-hmm. Um, that started when I was a sophomore in high school. So around the time that I started like messing with uh, like Tad's work and um, Chris and Swap and all them, I knew Chris through high school. Mm-hmm. I went to high school with him. He was a senior. I was a freshman. And um, uh, after he graduated, um, I just wanted to make something for myself. Um, that's where all these entities came from, just making something that I'd want to, like, media that I'd want to consume, yep. like, clothing that I'd want to wear. Um, so, yeah, it started back in 2014. We took a hiatus in 2015 to come back at the end of 2016 last year. And we took a bit of a break this fall. We're coming back in um, spring 2018. So, yeah. and uh, where where do you draw a lot of inspiration from in your your fad designs? Life, man. So, uh, our biggest inspiration right now, well, our biggest like, uh, would you say like subgenre of fad is like our fad motors line mm-hmm. and we're gonna try to flesh that out here it's in a 20. little bit of what you're rocking right now so. well kinda this was like the early beginnings mm-hmm. but our uh, our biggest um, fad motors thing uh, was actually the fad motors tee that uh, Kai is actually wearing it on the saber mm-hmm. cover so that's another reason why I was like this, this is crazy yeah, it all it, just lines up yeah it? it's, it's all perfect so yeah that's what, what made you want to go with the the motor designs. I've always been into like cars and like moving, and I've always been into moving. What the f- <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> um, it, should should we be like walking doing this yeah, right like, now? Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, <laughs> but I've always been into cars and uh, vehicles, mm-hmm. so it only made sense to try to like make something and I like novelty things so like if I I made a, a worker's tee but I don't have a a shop or anything yeah. I just thought it would be cool to make like a classic style worker's tee and you could I don't know get it dirty or something but yeah I just thought it'd be a cool concept mm. and uh what what kind of spurred spurred like some of the like just kind of earliest like, like, were were you always like really interested in fashion as as a kid too, and like, like no. interested in streetwear and any of that? No, see, I I started uh, fad with the thinking of me not being a fashion designer, but uh, me designing the, just the things on the shirt. So, mm-hmm. like with Saber, I've never considered myself a, a journalist by any means. I've never never thought of myself as a extremely good writer. Um, or anything, any, any, anything like that. Um, it's always been about um, getting the information, making the information look nice, and presenting it in a nice package. Um, with fad, on the other hand, it's about creating the content that's on the shirt rather than creating the content of the shirt. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 
So, yeah, it's never been about, um, about like, time to make a hoodie. It's let's make the design on the hoodie. Mm-hmm. And I, obviously the hoodie has to look good. You can't just print it on any, any, anything. But, yeah. So it was never about I, – I never made fad to make, make clothes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so what? Where where is Saber going in 2018? You mentioned you're gonna have a f- more video content yep, coming. More up. video content. Um, right now, um, first off, cap plug, cap plug this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Um, first off, follow Saber Mag on Instagram if you're not already. Mm. At Saber Mag on everything. That's Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud. Mm. Um, but it, Saber Mag. In 26, uh, 2016, 2018, mm. um, we're going to be releasing video content, like I said. Mm. Um, uh, we're working on a series called Behind the Artist, which is like an artist. It, it'd be like an artist profile, mm. like, um, like we did with Solomon right here, yeah. but in video form with more fleshed out ideas and like cinematic B-roll. And that's all all done by... Uh, Dylan, so he's taking that project. I like gave him the concept of what I wanted and um, and the things that I want to implement, and he's just ran with it, and he's he's great. But um, aside from video and that uh, side of Saber, we're also going to be doing um, not podcasts, but more like prolonged radio shows, and we're going to be releasing those for free on SoundCloud. So things like Beats One and Breakfast Club and and uh, and uh, Everyday Struggle. We're gonna take el- bits and elements of those, uh, mix those together, and put a music show together and talk about music. And uh, Ruby, she's gonna be running that. And um, one of her biggest inspirations is the Soul Election Radio on uh, Beats One. So we're gonna take elements of um, of what she wants. Uh, the vision that I want from it and find a happy medium between that. Um, we're going to keep releasing magazines. So you we got to keep it quarterly. Oh yeah. We're going to keep it more. Uh, we're going to keep it seasonal. Mm-hmm. So uh, next one should be out. Let's see. Spring. Yeah. Spring. Yeah. So April, mm-hmm. I think April. Um, yeah. And then so video, audio, Oh, and then we have. Are you uh, making food? Is there anything? For no, us we're not to gonna. Use? We're not gonna make food. We're gonna. I'm gonna try to start doing more, more content on Instagram and Twitter mm. to where the audience can interact with it um, firsthand. Uh, we also have like uh, original content coming uh, within the magazine. So Saber One was the. I mean Saber Two. Excuse me. Saber Two is the uh, the first uh, mag to have original comics in it so um we're gonna be fleshing out those ideas and um here at the end of our year so our year starts in uh, fall so uh around that time we're gonna try to release a big omnibus of not only saber like a year in review but of the original content to come out so um one of the comics in here is uh giga man uh, that's uh, drawn um, by Zach 
in this case. There's two Gigaman comics in this, but um, I'm going to try to put a Gigaman comic together. And then we're, um, I'm also working on a comic of my own with Zach and my, my friend Joe called Lukewarm, and that's, that's more like a romantic comedy type thing. Mm-hmm. So basically just content creating, pushing, and trying to stay sane. Basically. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is, yes. is it hard to balance your time as like a student while you're doing all this? Not really. It it's easier than people would expect because going to art school, I'm already doing the things that I'm doing for fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like have you got to turn in any of like your saber work for classes and you're like, "Oh, that's that's good. I can do well, both at the same time." <laughs> um I've gotten my teachers to trust me. Mm. So like when I'm not working in class, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I've put together like three books this year. Like, give me some slack. <laughs> I, let me let me work on this essay that's due for the next class. But uh, no, I try to keep Saber out of school. And but with Dreambox, we were talking about that earlier. Mm. Um, when I first was making that, that spurred out of a class project and grew to be uh, something more. Mm. So oh yeah, and you're okay. So Dreambox is more of like you were describing it as like your own expression yeah. of visual art and like you know, sabers about the music and the artists like all the other ones but yeah dreambox is more of your your baby yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and saber saber isn't just music it's everything oh, yeah. so it's like visual art and and dance and whatever just whatever we think to cover yeah but uh yeah dreambox um i call it my visual album so um it's basically trying to empower visual artists or try to put that that fire back into the visual art world to say that like we're as important as musicians and I love musicians I love music and I love um, um, all the uh, liberties they get to take and I want to take those liberties as well so that's what Dreambox is about and it's mainly, like you said, self-reflection, um, uh, coping to deal with like nostalgia, um, pain, loss, um, unrequited love, mm. stuff like that. And so it's it's a lot of uh, like graphic work, but like accompanied by like some writing, mm-hmm. some some photography, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And some uh, in Dreambox, I have an excerpt here, but. Um, I have like song lyrics in here. I have found images, uh, images that I've taken. Um, yeah, poems, uh, stuff like that. Little mm. stories that don't really have to. They're like one off. Yeah, like you know, they don't have to mean anything to an outside person just because it's your art and mm-hmm. that's how you're exactly and yourself. yeah, that goes with music. So, like, if I were to paint something and mm-hmm. like let's paint this white and put a dot in it and uh, I say this means um, how lonely I am and then someone comes around and looks at it oh I could do that it's just a dot Yeah. but if I make a song about it how lonely I am but it's real minimal and it's only my voice or just one note playing over and over again mm-hmm. oh he's genius oh what oh. Yeah. I don't think that's fair. So oh, yeah, and there, it's the kind of the whole thing, probably also of like you're, you're like you're in an art museum and like you're like you know some some people just 
probably walk up to every painting and they're like, I wonder what this means. Like, mm-hmm. no, it doesn't have to mean anything yep. or it can mean something different to everyone else. So, mm-hmm. you're sh- and like, I'm guessing that you kind of mentioned that um, you're at, you're wanting to do this kind of stems from like in, not in spite of musicians, not like to be upset at musicians, but like how visual art probably gets treated as like a supplement to music mm-hmm. instead of its own thing sometimes instead of something that's equally as important. I think I think visual art should get back to how it was in like the late nineties, no early nineties. Uh, late 80s mm. so around that time you had the likes of um, Andy Warhol Keith Haring Basquiat all in the same building like they're all in the same realm they're all in the same plane you'd go to a party in New York and you'd see Basquiat in the corner and then you turn around and you see Run DMC in the other corner so it's like what like why why don't we see Kahindu Wiley on the same scale as Kanye West when he's empowering black people in the same way that Kanye's doing the same. So, oh, let's say Kendrick at this day and age. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, there's, there's definitely a point to be made there. And, man, I'm excited to see his Obama portrait as oh, well. Yeah. I know he's doing the official Obama presidential that's, portrait. That's going to be crazy. No, yeah, I want, crazy. like, I, do you know if he's, like, supposed to be, like, you know, taking, like, a lot of liberties with it? Or? I have no clue. Mm. I have no clue. But, um... Is he someone that's crazy you followed, that you... or are you just kind of a fan of some of his stuff? Oh, I, I'm everything pro-black. Yeah. So, if... If, um... I don't know. So, with Kahindu Wiley, it's always been uh, a thing of endearment of um, taking old... Um, gothic style paintings and remixing them to a modern twist and having um, uh, black men and, and women in, in their everyday clothing and in these expressive poses as they were and classically painted as they were back then. Mm. So I've always been a fan of, of Kendu Wiley's work um, in that regard. But I don't know if he's going to be painting Obama like all yeah. ninja-like, but I'm I'm excited to see what he does with it. Yeah, for sure. sure. And um, no, I'm kind of backtracking here, but I am interested. Like, so you you are going to school in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and but you you are covering a lot of Kansas City music. Mm-hmm. And uh, but where are um some of your teammates based? Like, is it a lot of Minnesota people? That's that's the great part about yeah. it. So that's okay. the great part about it. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned before Shane was going out to California, yeah. so he's setting up base out there. And then I'm from Kansas City, so that's another another spot. So L.A., K.C. Then Ruby, she's from Saudi Arabia. So um, there's another, a ping. And then um, Dylan, he's from Minneapolis, so that's like a home base for us as well as Kansas City. And then um Zach, he's from uh New Jersey. But the um uh Miles Phillips who's uh uh subbing in for Shane, he's um he's from Milwaukee. So we're all around the map. We're all, we're trying to spread as as much as much as we can and um we're not trying to keep we love Kansas City. And we love Minneapolis, and we love all the places that we're at. But we're trying to make Saber for 
everybody. So, like, I just got off the phone with um, a guy out in Baltimore, and we got a we had a, a submission from a kid out in uh, Hawaii. So we're we're always trying to like find a way to to uh, cover as much as we can, cover as much ground as we can. So yeah, cover the culture. Cover the culture. That's hey, the tagline. Hey, yeah. Man, I'm, I'm with you. You should, you should work for safe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you got your own thing, but um, oh, yeah. And but does that present a challenge to you at all? Like not being able to have everyone in the same room at sometimes? No, no, no. I encourage it. Mm. I encourage um, moving and, and branching out because when Shane Shane told he talked to us before he even like thought about applying. Mm. He was like, um. I want to go out to L.A. and you guys can visit me. I still want to work with Sabre. And we're like, go do Like, we're not going to stop you from spreading your wings. Um, go do it. We'll come work with you. We'll still work with you. It'll all, we'll, all be, we'll all be good. We'll still be family. So I encourage it. If, if anyone ever wants to, like, move but still wants to work with Sabre, it's, I see no problem with it. Right, and you mentioned uh, Ruby is from Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. How, how do you get in contact with someone? Well, she Saudi goes Arabia? to school in Minnesota, so okay. we kind of cheated, mm. kind of cheated. But, um, yeah, she was born in Saudi Arabia. Her father's uh, American. It's all in the book. Yeah. So her father's uh, American-born, and her mother is uh, Hindi uh, slash Saudi. So, yeah. Do you know if she, like, intends to go back there? After oh, I, I'm pretty sure she goes there. Pretty often, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I can't. I can't speak for her, but um, uh, yeah. You're gonna gonna send some books with her and sp- spread. The I don't know. Maybe. Brand out there. Maybe we do have some. We do have some followers from Saudi Arabia because of uh, Ruby. Mm-hmm. So um, it all it all ties in. It all works. So yeah. Awesome. Um. Oh yeah. So also, as far as location stuff goes. Um, when when you do get back to school, do mm-hmm. you think you'll be at any disadvantage, or do you think it'll be challenging at all to be covering a lot of Kansas City artists from a distance? Well, um, no, because uh, I'm from Kansas City, mm. so the people that I follow are always going to be promoting their their own little thing, and I follow like Solomon and and Chris, and I, I follow everybody that I follow with the Saber account on my account. Mm. So I'm always tapped in. I always know what's gonna what's gonna to go down. Gonna good. What am I saying? I always know or try to know what what's happening in the city. And if I can't be there, I'll try to get somebody from here to shoot or cover it. But yeah, so I always try to keep an ear to what's happening in Kansas City. And um, this is just kind of a com- like something I like a comparison I've drawn myself just talking to you about this. But like, uh, I I love that I love Brockhampton. You know, mm-hmm. great musicians, great artists, mm-hmm. everything. But I also love how uniquely like internet age they are. Like they connected on a. Of Kanye West fan yep. forum and they have done a lot of collaboration just through stuff on the internet and I appreciate how Saber is also just kind of a uniquely internet age document yeah. and company because like I don't know I'm just I'm you know I'm I'm logged in you know I'm I'm online a lot mm-hmm. and I just have like kind of an appreciation for 
um, the, just like using the internet as a really cool tool and using it uh, to create cool things. Like, um, I think you know, as maybe just as like a lot of people as like casual internet users, like they just use Facebook to talk to their friends and post pictures or whatever. Like, I understand how it's how it's kind of easy to get like burned out on the internet if mm-hmm. you're just using it for like this kind of basic stuff or if it's just to socialize and stuff. But I think I'm in, at a point right now where I appreciate it as a tool to connect with people and like try to make a living and make your push out your art that way. Yeah, dude. Hey, without the internet, I wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. Exactly. This wouldn't be here. And then so. and and bringing internet people together for real life things that's always fun exactly. and crazy for exactly. me. Like I've I've had the the two shuttlecock shows here and just the mix of people that shows up and the stuff that goes down is always really exciting for me. Yeah, dude. So. Yeah, dude. Um, the internet's a crazy place. Um, <laughs> my uh, my art teacher in high school t- uh, mentioned or told me it was like the wild wild west right now because we're in the early stages. It's still still people don't think about it. They're like dial up was eight, eight years ago almost. It wasn't like in two thousand. Yeah, like it wasn't even that. Yeah, like Internet two point was probably like ten years ago. It was like yeah, not even that far or, off. Yeah. So um, yeah, you could not use the internet if somebody was using the phone, like the house phone. Yeah. So um, with with the internet these days, it's it's turning into quickly turning into the uh, the way that everyone's getting their media, everyone's getting their content. No one's going to no one's going to a um, a radio No one's turning on a radio Or no one's m- More and more people Are starting to Go to the internet Rather than going to The TV To To um, To find their news Because the internet Conforms to If you know how to Work the internet it, It'll It'll conform to you And it'll provi- It'll Present you Content Rather than you going to Get content mm-hmm. And that's A lot of these old ways Of Getting Information is it's someone giving you content. Like if someone from the middle of nowhere uh, turns on a TV, turns on CNN, that's the only input they're getting, right? Unless they turn the channel and yeah. find something else and find something else they like. But um, but with the internet, if you like a video that's a certain side you'll start seeing more videos to that certain side. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's And that becomes dangerous to a certain extent, but I don't exactly. think we're going to dive into No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, political internet right now. Um, that's a that's a scary so thing. So if everyone's getting their stuff on the internet, Andre, why did you make a magazine? Why why did you print a magazine? Because it makes it special. Yeah. Because it makes it special. I, I think I um I think it's a different feeling when uh, you see an interview online. That's why we don't we've we started the sub Sunday submission Sunday um, segment on Instagram where it's like a interview with an artist. Um, but we kind of like slowed down on it because it's different from seeing it and swiping through it and then like all right done. Then having a tangible book in your hand that. A lot of lot of months and care and you can I, I feel like people know and feel it when they when they see it 
and it all it all makes sense. Saber all makes sense when the actual magazine is in your hand, mm. and we're gonna try to put that energy um, into the other mediums that we have. So you'll we'll um, we'll put that same care and and um, and effort into like the radio show, and you'll be able to hear it from from the start to the end of how much work and what Saber's about when it comes to the radio show and watching the videos you'll 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 know right right when it starts what what um what saber's about just like when you first open and when you first close the book so awesome and um yeah and i i always want to ask this of people who i think are like especially like kind of tapped into uh like kansas city music culture um where where do you see things heading in the next year like what do you have any specific predictions or like or do you just have any like feelings like looking back on the last year or I don't oh know, interested in your takes um i think um i think we're in a good spot i think people like a sean and and walt getting on on apple music is crazy and dame getting on apple music is crazy there's no way there there's no reason for us not to, there's no excuse there's no excuse not for them to push music all their way uh, as far as they can, and and to to blow up like there's no there's no possible excuse because there's they're not SoundCloud rappers anymore, they're they're rapper rappers they're rapper rappers <laughs> rapper rapper, um, yeah they're rappers so they're artists and they're great so they're the music's good it's there it's on streaming services. There's no, there's no reason why they they shouldn't be as big as as they should be. Um, I think that takes. I think that's I think that's all the stuff I have for you. All right. Um, let me see here. Okay, so I just <coughs> want to remind people they should follow at Shuttlecock Mag on Twitter, Instagram, like it on Facebook, visit shuttlecockmusic.com. Uh, there's a web store on there where you can get uh, the t-shirt uh, button, and we'll have the new photo zines on there soon. Um, there will be there's the Shellcock, Shellcock House Party at Stacy's Place, the house in Kansas City, next month. That's uh, January. I think it's going to be the 26th now. I think we just changed it from the 27th. My bad. If uh, it's going to be a different date, that's with um, Ray Money. Uh, Liquid Swords, Nancy Boys, and Jonah P. and Ricky Roosevelt. Uh, so check the Facebook event for that. Um, listen to the ADD podcast with Jason Barr. And uh, where, where can people find Saber and you online? Well, you can follow me online at Andre Nelso. That's on Instagram only. And uh, on Twitter, I think my name is I am Andre Nelso not sure i'm not really on twitter that much but you can follow me as well um in regards to saber it's at saber mag on everything everything at saber mag so that's twitter instagram soundcloud we post uh playlist every day i mean not every whew, don't do that we post uh playlist every friday um and uh on facebook it's at saber magazine so you can like us on that um on youtube we're at saber mag we only have one video up but that's um, more content to come in the future. So yeah. Oh, and to to purchase a magazine, it's 
sabermag.bigcartel.com. And all links can be found on the Instagram, Twitter stuff. So yeah. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks, man.